1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 45, the lovely low taxes of early retirement by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Finance Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in personal finance five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now, here's your host, Dan Warren. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Friday edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'm Dan, the guy who has somehow managed to make a career of talking to himself in small rooms. And today I'm going to, as I do every day, read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. Today's post comes from our old favorite here at uh, the podcast, Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. And before we get into today's content... I want to remind you that we're giving away a book by The Minimalists, another of our regular authors here at the show. And that's happening in just two days. So if you want a chance to win, you need to be a part of our weekly newsletter. Uh, you need to sign up for the newsletter by tomorrow to be included in the drawing. And not only do you get the newsletter, but you also get free spreadsheets from us. Three of them, one of which includes a video tutorial to go along with it. So you're entered into the raffle you get the free spreadsheets, and you get the weekly newsletter. So to get all of that, to join, text the word financial to 44222. That's financial to 44222. Or you can sign up online at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. And that's it. Now, let's hear from Mr. Money Mustache as we start to optimize your life. The Lovely Low Taxes of Early Retirement by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. Despite the occasional complaints voiced by those who feel they are taxed enough already, I'm always pleasantly surprised at the low tax rates that U.S. residents pay, myself included. I guess it all depends on your frame of reference. The Canada that I left in the late 1990s had a marginal income tax rate of about 50% at the time, which kicked in at an income of about $60,000. I had almost reached the top tax bracket just two years out of school, which I found was a disincentive against going on to earn a much higher income. Since then, Canada's tax rates have dropped drastically, leaving them much more competitive with the US. But for this article, let's see exactly how good or bad the situation really is using the Money Mustache family as a case study. Looking at my recently filed tax documents, it looks like we had about $72,000 of income for the 2011 tax year. That's a mix of the rental house income, dividends, a few carpentry projects for me, a bit too much part-time work for Mrs. MM as she helped some people through an unexpected crunch, a bit of blog income, and some capital gains. It was an unexpectedly flush year and we'll do our best to earn less in 2012, lest the internet retirement police start hassling us again about being not really retired. Countering this rather large income was the $1,000 child tax credit tuition credits for Little M.M.'s Preschool, and of course the wonderful $11,600 standard deduction for two people married filing jointly. When you add it all up, our federal taxes, including Social Security and Medicare, were $4,884, with an additional $2,211 of state tax for Colorado. So $7,095, or just under 10% of the income, went to the tax man. That's pretty reasonable, considering that it was such a bumper year of income. I've got TurboTax open in the other window right now, so let's see what happens if I delete all the extra income and keep only enough to pay for our regular spending of $27,000. To provide a nice safety margin, I'll scale everything so it adds up to about 30 grand. Here's how I've got it split up. Wages and salaries, $19,000. Taxable interest, $59. Ordinary dividends, $373. Capital gains, $5,190. Business income, Schedule K-1. $5,501. Total, $30,123. Now let's pull the lever and see exactly what we would owe on this level of income. Federal tax, $654. Mostly self-employment tax. Then subtract the $1,000 child tax credit to get a net federal tax of minus $346 and a net Colorado tax of $208. Total tax, negative $138. Wow. That is a pretty affordable tax bill, considering it's on over $30,000 of income, still a relative load compared to what one needs to live a happy life in this country. This is, of course, an arbitrary income mix caused by me hastily deleting things at random from my own tax return, but at least I have some wage, dividend, capital gains, real estate, and business income like a normal early retiree might have. Let's change it again to see what the situation would be for someone living entirely off of dividends. Dividend income, Running it through TurboTax again, I get federal tax, $0. But apparently lazy people with no regular income do not get the $1,000 child tax credit, so no refund this time. Net federal tax, $0. Net Colorado tax, $322, for a total tax of $322. This is an interesting result. The first case of regular income, even with the dreaded 13.3% self employment tax comprised of Medicare and Social Security contributions, is actually more tax efficient than the dividend earners setup. People using rental real estate as their source of passive retirement income will have it even better. The depreciation allowance effectively shields 30 to 50% of your rental income from taxes during the early years of owning a rental property. This benefit slowly fades away over a 30-year period, and only then will you pay full income taxes on the rental income. I'm getting this benefit on my own tax return, but I excluded its effects from this article to avoid confusing the issue and to allow an apples-to-apples comparison. But in any of the above cases, the income taxes paid by a family like mine living on a retirement-level income are still approximately zero. This is why I rarely mention taxes when calculating things like the safe withdrawal rate. The unfortunate folks who do their retirement planning with the you'll need 90% of your peak career income to sustain you in retirement, financial advisors, will indeed need to plan for taxes. But we mustachians will fortunately slip nicely under Uncle Sam's radar. Of course, many of us will accidentally earn more than we need, even in retirement, and will end up paying thousands in taxes each year because of it, just like I did this year. That's a happy compromise as well, as long as you're not an anti-tax activist. I'm aware that I'm using the many resources provided by this country, so I don't mind paying taxes for them. But since my entire lifestyle fits within the zero-tax bracket, I am only paying tax on the surplus income. That makes me feel like the whole situation is entirely under my control. I can continue the current course, which works well for me. If I later decide I hate the government, I can strategically earn less money, so I pay negative taxes as described above. If I still like earning lots of money in order to maximize my power to do good in the world but insist on paying no income taxes, I can even structure my work into the form of a charitable trust or nonprofit. This entity would pay me just enough money to get by without paying taxes, and it would donate 100% of its remaining income tax-free to scholarships for underprivileged kids or schools and healthcare for African villages or even face-punching machines to be installed in shopping mall parking lots. The world becomes a blank slate to be used for your own enjoyment. It's just another example of the freedom you get in early retirement, and it's just another example of why I don't accept complaints about taxes around here. Save your money, build your stash, and then the ball is entirely in your court for life.
0: If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Learn how at com slash advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable.
1: You just listened to the post titled The Lovely Low Taxes of Early Retirement by Mr. Money Mustache of Mr. Money mustache.com If you have any feedback about this topic or about our author, Mr. Money Mustache, anything that stood out to you about today's content, please share it with us. Come visit oldpodcast.com. And chime in. And like I mentioned before, we're giving away a book in just two days to a random person on our mailing list. So you should be on our mailing list. If you're interested in the book and showing support for us, the easiest thing you can do is come by OLDpodcast.com, that's oldpodcast.com, and sign up for the free weekly newsletter. If you want a faster way to join, you can text the word financial to 44222. But remember, to be automatically entered into this month's drawing for the free book, you do need to join by tomorrow. And we are now just five episodes away from the Big Five-O, episode number 50. Special thanks if you've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily from the beginning. It's certainly been a fun time for us, and hopefully we can do another 50 for you. But for now, have a great weekend, and I'll see you on Monday where your optimal life awaits.